Kind of the analogy I came up with is chicken. Now, stay with me here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Odyssey Geek. I'm Austin, and you're listening to episode number 30. Wow. That seems like a pretty big number. This is a very special episode, not just because I hit a milestone, but I have a returning guest host on the podcast. It's been long overdue, and I'm thrilled to have him back on the podcast. Welcome back, J.D. Sutter. Well, thank you, Austin. It's always great to talk with you, and uh, it's not that we don't talk very often. It's just we don't talk very often on this podcast. (laughs) Yep, we we talk a lot about this podcast and your podcast, Art of Theory Central, but we don't usually record those those times but this is one of those times absolutely thanks for having me no you're welcome well my listeners will remember that you were in episode number 15 where we talked about how and when odyssey should end and today we are talking about a not so controversial topic but it might be with some people we're gonna be talking about other audio dramas aao fans will love and also why odyssey fans should listen to more than just odyssey so as you may have seen on the podcast feed i have a bonus episode series that i host with michael lefavor called beyond aio where we talked about other shows kind of related to odyssey but weren't made by focus on the family we talked about pause and tales quite a bit and a little bit about the new jonathan park series part of my reason for doing those is introduced odyssey fans to other audio dramas that i like and to show the similarities and the different cast and crew that are on different shows as well so i've been wanting to do this topic for quite a while back in my youtube video days when i was recording videos and putting those on youtube on a fairly regular basis before the podcast started and i'm really glad it didn't happen until now because I get to have a guest host with me, and probably the most knowledgeable person about audio drama and the family-friendly space, JD, here. So this is a perfect topic to have him on, and I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, I mean, too. There's a lot of ground to cover, and I, I'll say this at the top. I don't think we're going to get to everything that we could cover in this in this episode. I mean, this is a big topic, so we're going to try to hit the highlights, I think, and maybe some starting places for people yeah i mean, we could record for six hours but yeah we don't got enough time for that <laughs> i'll give a plug at the end of the program but i'll give it here too if you want to know about any of these shows that we talk about make sure to check out jd's podcast audio theater central where you'll find a lot of reviews and interviews with people involved in those series so make sure to check that out too and uh, you will frequently see austin pop up on that show too so <laughs> Yeah, I was in the May 2023 episode, and I had some other controversial opinions on there. We talked about a Lampletter Theater production, which was a lot of fun, because JD and I usually agree on most things when it comes to audio drama, but we had some differing opinions there. So if you want to hear that episode, I'll link to that in the podcast notes as well. So let's go ahead and start with our first segment, and that is just a little bit of an introduction before we get into... The list of audio dramas that we think people should listen to. I'm sure you've seen this too, JD, and not just online, but people that we know in person. A lot of people know about Ventures in Odyssey, and for good reason. It's pretty much the longest-running audio drama in the U.S. That's, you know, a full production, not like Unshackled. Unshackled's been running longer, but Odyssey, as a non-live-setting production, has been running longer than anything else. It's been on, you know, hundreds of radio stations, and they've had millions of listeners. You know, some people will just say, oh, you know Adventures in Odyssey? Like, oh yeah, I know Adventures in Odyssey. Mm -hmm. 
But beyond that, it's not too often, and it's a little more common nowadays with the internet and so many people having it, it's easier to find this kind of thing. But why do you think more people don't listen to shows beyond just Adventures in Odyssey? You know, I've been thinking about this question as I was prepping for this discussion, and I really couldn't come up with it an answer that I thought was solid or concrete, like this is probably, I have a couple of thoughts about maybe why, but I'm not 100% sure. And I think it might have to do with the fact that that's just what a lot of people were raised with because it is so ubiquitous in Christian circles. Mm -hmm. And so that's just what they know. That's what they're familiar with. And they're so invested in these characters that they've come to know and love that they feel like they don't have the bandwidth to care about or or just bother with other programs because it is on so many Christian radio stations around the country here in America specifically. It's just so well known in those spaces. So that's that was the best thing that I could come up with. The other thought that I had was this might be a drawback to a show like this that has been going on for so long. A drawback to fans like you and I who know there's so much other good stuff out there too, and we always are trying to introduce people to other content too. Uh, for the fans themselves, it's not a drawback, and for the producers of Odyssey, it's not a drawback. But it, it has such a huge back catalog that it does keep so many people perfectly content to just stay there and live in the world of Odyssey and re-listen because so many of the episodes have such high re-listenability value and so they're just perfectly content with it. Um, so I don't know if those are really the reasons, but those were the only things that I could come up with. I had asked something about this on uh, one of the groups I'm in. Some of the thoughts I got from some people, like I was surprised about how many people in this dimensional Odyssey space knew about other audio dramas or listened to other stuff. But there was a few people that kind of mentioned like, oh, there's something other than Odyssey. I think probably some people listening now may be thinking, why are you bashing Odyssey? Like, no, I'm not doing that. I love Odyssey. I have an yeah. entire podcast dedicated to my love of the show. But I'm wondering if some people may think, you know, listening to something else is kind of like betraying Odyssey. Like, I think some people come kind of almost feel like, you know, it's almost like leaving your first love or betraying your love to the show. It really isn't because, I mean, when I say love, you know, it's not the actual love that we have for people and for God. You know, it's just a thing. But... We do have the bandwidth and we do have the capacity, just like with, you know, actual human interaction love to basically our love can expand. My sister had um, her first child. I loved my little niece. And when another one came along, I didn't I didn't really know how much more I could love. Like, I, I knew I'd love her, but it was kind of like, I know I love this first one so much. But just like Whit mentioned in, um, I can't remember which episode it was. I think, oh, yeah, I think it was Room Enough for Two. Where it talks about when he had another child, his love wasn't split in half, it was doubled. Really, once you give something else a chance, try to put away those preconceived notions that this just isn't Odyssey. I'm not used to these characters or all this. You can learn to like and love something just as much as Odyssey. Yeah, it's not a betrayal of the fandom that that, that you're a part of. I, I, I don't think it's just finding more great content that you can enjoy for me i'm always going to go back to odyssey i mean it's it's part of who i am as, as a fan of the show and i listen to episodes on a regular basis but i still love finding other great content mm -hmm. and one thing i've come across which i'm i've been guilty of this too in the past is where 
I would sometimes go to listen to something or my family members or friends would listen to something. It's like, this sounds a lot like Odyssey. And that could be, you know, one reason, maybe John Campbell, because John Campbell does a lot of music for a lot of audio dramas. <laughs> he has some similar style sometimes. And also some people from Odyssey, some writers work on other shows. Some things might be similar. And even also too, just like just different story tropes or certain story elements that are in all kinds of media. You hear that in a you know a different audio drama. If, if Odyssey is the only audio drama you listen to, and you listen to another audio drama, and they have oh we have another take over the world plot here, or we have you know somebody learning about honesty where you know they tell a lie and it just expands, expands, and gets in big trouble or whatever. Like those aren't all unique to Odyssey alone. Kind of the analogy I came up with is chicken. Now, stay with me here. You know when you try some new kind of meat, you know, like some like alligator or rattlesnake or something like that. Most any kind of meat, if someone tries it, if it's if it's outside of you, know, like beef and fish and chicken and pork, a lot of people say this tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. like what everybody comes to. Like they, it's like chicken with me this or something like that. Chicken is so common. A lot of people eat it. We're so used to it, and we have something similar. Our brain automatically kind of compartmentalizes it as being like chicken. So we're constantly comparing it or contrasting it because it's similar to what we know the most of. I think that's kind of how it is with Odyssey. When you listen to other shows too, whether intentional or not, it's not necessarily that they're copying Odyssey. It's just that those ideas, the story ideas, there's different story tropes and there's certain types of stories that been around for hundreds of years that's just used in a different way. And again, if you constantly compare and contrast it to Odyssey, you're not going to get the full effect of how good those stories are or the production values or the acting is. Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty good analogy. I I would have never thought of it in that way. But yeah, it makes sense. It is interesting to observe that in recent years, there are more people that I've come across that are also aware of Lamplighter Theater because they are on a lot of radio stations as well. And it's interesting to me also as a, you know, as a tech nerd, I guess, that how how much of a factor radio does still seem to have in a lot of uh, families who are kind of the, the Adventures in Odyssey fan base because Lamplighter is starting to air on a lot of other stations now that also carry Odyssey. Now they're finding out about that show too. So that is an interesting development over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And I think it also expands your imagination. Like some people that were just content with only listening to Odyssey, I was thinking, you know, that's kind of a small imagination. There's so much more you can enjoy. Like you wouldn't just read one book series. Like there's lots of books out there. But since audio drama is kind of a niche audience, it's kind of a niche medium. It's not as popular or as mainstream as like books, movies, and TV shows. Audio drama, I think... What you know the most of is what you're compared to. I'm not going to use the old cliche, but it's good to check out new things. It's good to try new stories, and you never know what you'll take a line from Odyssey. You never know what will happen yeah. when you try something other than Adventures in Odyssey. And uh, if I might say something a little bit controversial, you might find that some other shows do certain things better than Adventures in Odyssey does. That's true. I have definitely encountered that myself, and... Again, that doesn't mean that I am no longer a fan of AIO or that, you know, I think it's a bad show. Definitely not. It is still a fantastic show. And it is in that place of, you know, it's up on that pedestal for a very good reason. As you said, it's the top of the show. It 
has earned that place. It is the gold standard. The, the creatives behind this show have inspired and spawned, for lack of a better word, a lot of the other shows that are in the space or have at least influenced them in some way. And uh, so it's not it is not a betrayal of your love for this for the show to check out other things if if that is what you're concerned about. And also I think people maybe see other audiences being competition to Odyssey, which if it was like a actually like a regular business, like if you have, you know, like in my town we have several different chicken restaurants to bring up chicken again. <laughs> we have Chick-fil-A, we have Chicken Express, we have um kfc and do you have a raising canes no well i think we have some in a neighboring city nearby but best chicken fingers i'm not a big fan big fan of that yeah i was going to ask you earlier if you're hungry for, hungry for chick-fil-a <laughs> or chicken earlier but if you aren't i'm sure maybe so the audience is right now but yeah with you know there's so much competition with that you know they're basically you know they're just making a, a buck where a lot of audio drama a lot of christian audio drama a lot of it is ministry and a lot of it's clean entertainment. Like there may be different, you know, different models that they raise money to make more audio drama. They might do it for profit, like Wise King Media does with a couple shows, like a nonprofit for focus on the family, or some people just do it independently, just for experience, or just want to do it if they have a backing for it. But really, even if it's just you know physical business competition, competition is good because that makes each person better for it and consumers are a lot more they get more savvy on what they want they get more picky and they get more they demand better and those companies and businesses will try to do better most often to try to keep people keep coming back into their store which again it's not a perfect analogy with this but i think since you have so much diversity in the audio space when it comes to different shows if Odyssey doesn't fill a certain category or if it doesn't fill a certain need for someone, you can find something else that does. Mm -hmm. For some people, they may want a show that's for an older audience. I know like uh, some people talk about how they kind of age out of Odyssey. Like, I don't think you can never be too old for Odyssey personally. Like, both you and I are good examples of that. But sometimes they want to hear a story for like a teenage audience or young adults like there are some storylines on odyssey that they have you know like some adult relationships like with katrina and eugene and you know, like jason and tasha and things like that but there's only so far they can go because their target audience is still 8 to 12 years old right and again they have some episodes that have parental warnings on it but even then they're very careful on what they add and what they don't add so if you want something that's a little more i'm not saying just mature for being just being edgy but if they want to talk about some more deep topics then Odyssey can't really do that. So you may look outside of Odyssey. So there are some shows that we're going to talk about here soon that go a little bit further than what Odyssey can because of its target range. Or maybe even you want to listen to a show that's for younger audiences. Like, I know very young kids, I mean, they may enjoy listening to Odyssey, but they may not understand it all. They may not latch on to it as much. But there are shows that are for a younger audience than 8 to 12 that are made specifically for them that they may enjoy a lot more before they can listen to Odyssey and enjoy it more. Absolutely. I have definitely seen that in my own family. And also, I'm going to bring this up here too. I know some people that have been dissatisfied with Odyssey in recent years or actually any time and the and the shows run after any of the like the reboots or the hiatuses. Like some people just left and never came back and some came back and then kind of left. And there's certain storylines or certain characters they just don't like. I know, like, recently, like, the Riddell saga, a lot of people were really, really had strong opinions against that. I heard some people that stopped listening or hardly listened to anything after that point. 
So if you are dissatisfied with it, just take a break from it and listen to something else new for a while. There's other shows out there too. Kind of the last thing I have here before we go to our list is Adventures in the Odyssey is not just one genre. So they have kind of amalgamation of, you know, everyday adventures or like we call slice of life. They have mysteries. They have some more drama focused episodes with some more comedy focused episodes. They have musicals. They have some action adventure or thriller stuff. They have some fantasy episodes some sci-fi historical and biblical stories. You have so much different variety inside this one show. But if you want to say like, Hey, I want to hear us an episode with songs all the time. You're not going to get that with Odyssey. Mm -hmm. You're only going to get a handful of those. If you want to hear, you know, all comedy all the time, you're not going to get that with Odyssey. Or being able to show that has all those things, but in a different environment. So checking out different shows is really going to, it's going to scratch all those itches for you. Absolutely. And before we move on here, I want to ask you, what are some shows that you listen to the same or similar amount of time as Odyssey now? You know, I thought about this too, because I don't think there's anything that I've listened to as much as Odyssey. And even after all of these years of following the industry and branching out and and actively looking for other shows, that is still the one that I have listened to the most, probably. There are a few that are that might come close, and that would probably be um, the Radio Theater series, specifically The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Luke Reports, Secret Garden. Uh, those I've listened to numerous times, but probably a specific show, it's probably old-time radio shows that I've listened to as much or close to as much as as odyssey yours truly johnny dollar father father knows best great gildersleeve gunsmoke those were probably some of my top shows and and that's just because they were the ones that i was introduced to earlier on in my kind of search for other content and back <laughs> pre-digital days when it was more difficult to obtain access to all these other shows you had to go purchase them on cassette or whatever you know when you would buy those you'd make that investment you would listen to the same ones over and over until you had a chance to go buy more now it's so easy to access all this stuff digitally but those particular shows were ones that i just kept going back to and um, so i have heard all of those a lot of times but i don't think anything really comes close to the number of times i've listened to odyssey episodes i mean some of them i've heard many 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 times because there would be a time, you know, where for every night for, you know, a couple of weeks, I would play the same episode or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's still the one that I go back to the most, I think. Yeah, I know. I think I listen to Odyssey probably not as concentrated. It's more sporadic now. But I think, like, I remember, it's hard for me to remember when I first started listening to Odyssey. I know I listened to it, like, when I was less than five years old, I think. I don't have a specific time when I remember starting it. It was just kind of just there. But I think I remember one of my very first memories with audio drama was trying to put a cassette tape in a tape player. It was, I believe, The Friendship Mutiny from Patch the Pirate. I was like maybe two, three, four years old, something like that when that happened. And I don't remember the story that much. But like from a young age, like it wasn't just Odyssey I listened to. It was like Patch the Pirate, Ranger Bill, Children's Bible Hour. Like I would, the reason Odyssey would... I would be listened to the most is because it was so prolific, you know, on the radio and and such, and easy to find in Christian books or yeah. things like that. Yeah, and and Odyssey wasn't the first show that I ever heard either. I think on Audio Theater Central, I may have said a diff something different in the past, but it's been in recent years where 
I was really thinking back to what was the absolute first. And it was when I was quite young, four or five years old, I remember a series called Standin' Tall by a company called Bright Music, B-R-I-T-E Music. And they were very much geared towards a younger audience. And so those were the very first audio dramas that I actually have a memory of listening to. And so similar to your experience, I was exposed to other shows besides Odyssey at a very young age and continued to listen to those alongside Odyssey. So now, of course, as an adult, I don't listen to all of those very young kids shows anymore. Uh, And so because Odyssey still has that draw for adults, of, of course, I still listen to that one. So that one just continues to be the one that I listen to the most often. Yeah. And also, people may think Odyssey invented the wheel, but they are standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, they've been around for a long, long time, and they've kept going when a lot of other programs ended, but they uh, definitely weren't the first in the space. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to our list of dramas for you to listen to. So what we're going to do is we're going to give some different genres or different topics where these dramas fall under. So if you want a specific genre that I mentioned earlier, there's there's a show for most of those. So let's go ahead and start with dramas for the history buffs. So I know a lot of people like listening to The Underground Railroad. That's often a favorite historical episode. I know a lot of people mention liking in recent years, Sergeant York, mm-hmm. really good uh, war drama. And also like some more like some smaller stories about, you know, like we have within him writers. And if you enjoy those stories, one of the best shows, I believe, to get more stories like that is your story hour. They've actually been I yeah, they've been running they've been producing audio dramas longer than Odyssey has. It's not as fully produced in such a way that Odyssey is now, but it's, you know, not bare bones as some other audio dramas, even some indie stuff is now. Mm-hmm. But they've been going since 19... I want to say 1950s or 1960s, I think. But a lot of their shows at the beginning, they dramatized pretty much the entire Bible. They also did several historical episodes on American history. So if you like a lot of those American history episodes that Odyssey does, your story hour actually has a big collection called Heritage of Our Country. That has several episodes on different historical topics. Some of them are ones that Odyssey has covered in depth or some they just briefly reference. And even some smaller stories, like some people that, you know, fought in the Civil War or people that, you know, brought the first writing. I remember one episode I'm thinking of right now is came out in recent years called, I think, Sequoia's Talking Leaves, which is about a man from a Native American tribe that was the first to put his tribe's language in writing. And it was a really interesting story and how, you know, he got pushback from his own tribe for doing that. Like they focus on a lot of smaller stories about real life people that you probably wouldn't ever hear about in a history book at school or even on Adventures in Odyssey because, you know, Adventures in Odyssey they, they don't always do historical episodes all the time. It's only, you know, it's few and far between. So if you're wanting to know a lot more about American history, world history, or even about the Bible, and they also have some, you know, true-to-life stories, they call them, which is kind of like slice-of-life episodes about, you know, kids, teenagers, and adults making different choices in life and how those affect them and others. Yeah, yep. I've recently got back into listening to that show. I, I, I remember hearing it off and on as a kid because the, it would be occasionally played on a radio station where I, I lived in the Midwest back then, 
And uh, so I, I definitely was familiar with it, but it was never one that I listened to on a regular basis. But it, like I said, in recent years, I've gotten back into listening to them and and I've, I've really enjoyed a lot of their programs and, and the history ones that they have, they do really well. And another one too that a lot of people probably enjoy because there are some people they have heard on Odyssey and Focus on Family Radio Theater is The Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty. And those are adaptation of books that G.A. Henty wrote about different periods of history throughout the world. So you'll be familiar with John Fornoff, who wrote for Odyssey for several years. He's written several of the scripts for them. And John Campbell does some music for all those shows. And a lot of the actors you hear on Radio Theater on there, like Philip Glassborough. Andrew Harrison. Yes, and uh, Russell Bolter, I believe. And Elizabeth Council to play the White Witch. She's in... Yeah, she's in the Katabobastis. My favorite is probably the Katabobastis. That's probably second. And then my favorite one is probably Captain Bailey's Air, which that one is one of the few of that audiodrama series that takes place in the United States. And it's a Western, so I like that one a lot. But the Katabobastis takes place in Egypt during a specific period of time, which I won't say when. But those two are ones I think that are really good ones to check out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of history, one of my favorites from that, that line of shows is In Freedom's Cause, which is the story of Scottish independence. And uh, so it's, it's a very interesting period of history, and they tell it extremely well. And I know that a lot of homeschool families are familiar with the G.A. Hinty uh, books, and so these are adapted from those, those uh, historical fiction books and I know that they take a lot of liberties with the the source material, but they're still extremely well done and some of the highest quality audio drama in the world, in my opinion. Yep, totally. And while we're talking about history, we'll talk more about the show a little later on, but the Brinkman Adventures kind of stepped out of their normal format recently and did a special release about American history, and it's called Freedom, William Bradford and the American Pilgrims, and it's the whole story of how they left England and went to the Netherlands and then eventually came to America. And it is extremely well done. And some of the same actors that you, you mentioned a moment ago who have been in uh, radio theater productions, they are in this and they're great British talent. It's probably the highest quality uh, production so far that the Brinkman Adventures has put out. You don't have to know anything about the Brinkman Adventures series overall to enjoy this uh, special one-off production. And it is so well done. Great story. And I highly recommend that for any history lover. Yeah, it's it's really great stuff. And briefly, kind of a self-plug a little bit here, but there is actually a an drama that I had a little bit of involvement in. And also Christopher Green, who's been a guest host on the podcast, is a anthology series from Leaving a Legacy Ministries where they've done audio dramas on different Christian saints that not too many people know about. Um, the first one was called Twice Free about Amanda Smith, who was an African-American slave, and she later became an evangelist and started an orphanage, I believe, for girls. Tells a little about her family life and how what happened to her when she was a child. But recently, this year, they released a production called The Reverend Spy, which is based on a true story from World War II about an American pastor who was a spy for the American government to help keep her country safe and kept a lot of secrets from the Axis. And you will recognize the music on that one because John Campbell actually did the music for that. He did a phenomenal job with that and 
Christopher Green, he did the some of the mixing for that, and I had a small role with a few of the behind the scenes there, and had a small cameo role with with that one. But yeah, that that one in particular, both me and Christopher Green have worked on, and like I said, John Campbell, musical extraordinaire, does such a wonderful score on that one. That's a really cool one to check out, especially when you know if you love World War II history like I do, you're really gonna like that one. It's a riveting story, and uh, I I really enjoyed listening to it. And uh, I, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit there, Austin. I think you had uh, you were quite the impetus in, in keeping that project uh, up and running and, and seeing it through to completion, helping out that team over there. And uh, I was really happy when it when it was finally released because I've been hearing about this story for so long and I, I never had read the book that it was based on. And uh, yeah, it's just an interesting, interesting story. And going to some other stories of, of saints, there is Augustine Institute Radio Theater, or Air Theater for short. And if you miss Paul McCusker's writing and directing and just his overall genius of audio drama, he's working at the Augustine Institute now, and he started an audio drama series there. And they've done five dramas so far. And if you miss Focus on the Family Radio Theater, they haven't done any dramas for quite a while. This has the same caliber, and maybe even then some, because of you know some of the technological advances. But a lot of the British actors you hear on Focus on the Family Radio Theater are in this one as well. And Jared Pasquale that does several of the episodes for Odyssey for the music, like he recently did the Jacobs Report, Robert Smalls, he did the music for Prisoners of Fear, and The Last I Do, and Unsinkable. He does the music for all that, and Paul McCusker writes and directs all of those. Probably the one that would most interest Odyssey listeners is The Trials of St. Patrick. If you enjoyed the Patrick episodes on Odyssey, only a two-parter, there's a lot more to his life, and it's amazing. Some of the best music Jared's ever done in, is in that one, and some of the best acting on any of the productions. They also did one, too, that wasn't on a church saint. Um, they did one on The Legends of Robin Hood, which is one of my favorite standalone productions ever it's a it's a rollicking adventure full of you know a lot of humor a lot of action some great music oh yeah absolutely it's it's one of my all-time favorites as well and you know that one we have it here under the history category because there is you know historical accounts of a man who was known as robin hood but it could actually go under a lot of different categories it could be classic literature or it could be adventure or it could be fantasy yeah, it's it's got a little bit of all those elements in it because it it is a little bit of a fantastical story and you know a lot of people are familiar with the character just from pop culture and stuff but they uh they level the up the story for sure. You mentioned uh, a moment ago the Leaving a Legacy show that deals with the story of a a former uh, slave and fans of the Underground Railroad will probably enjoy that show. But there's also another one by Lifehouse Theater on the Air called Hiding in Plain Sight, which is a, another a similar type of story. And it's probably my favorite from the, from Lifehouse Theater on the Air. And it is a, a story of a husband and wife who escape from slavery in the South. And it just basically tells the story of how absolutely terribly they were treated and some of the terrible stuff that they had to witness happening to other slaves around them and Basically, they're just like we we we're done with this. We're we're gonna we we can't take this anymore. And so they hatch this just amazingly brave plan, and they uh, figure a way to get out of there. And it is a, it is a great story. Uh, I've always been fascinated with that 
those amazing people who had the such courage and and fortitude uh, to to risk their lives and and just make amazing sacrifices. And so I think that is largely due to the Underground Railroad because that was such an impactful story when I first heard it. And so any kind of story along those lines has always been intriguing to me. And so this one, Hiding in Plain Sight from Lifehouse, is a really, really great one. I, I've yet to hear that one. I need, I need to listen to that one soon. Well, moving on from history, let's talk a little bit about audio dramas for the mystery lovers. And Odyssey always does really, really great mystery episodes. Those are some of my favorite episodes of the entire series. And shows like The Mysterious Stranger... Sounds like a mystery. Even Heat Wave, which is a little bit of a, you know, on detective noir kind of a, a story, which is always a lot of fun. Those are some of my favorites, like I said, and and those are ones I've listened to over and over. And so for for the fans that love those kind of stories, then uh, a few different recommendations we have here. Some of these you may be familiar with because they are associated with Focus on the Family. But The Last Chance Detectives is probably one of my favorites. And in considering the, the topic here of getting people to branch out from Odyssey, this is probably one of the easiest places to do so because it does have ties to Adventures in Odyssey. We have Jason Whitaker involved in these. And so I think that's probably one of the best places to jump off and explore and I think you need to start at the beginning. Don't don't stress over it if you can't. Uh, if you if you come across one of the other ones that are later on, but the probably the best place is to start with the first one and and uh, go on the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that series, and also it's one that's geared for an older audience than Odyssey. I remember when it first aired, Chris came on and said it's a little bit older audience. It's for a little older audience than Odyssey. So if you're wanting more intense action adventure mysteries, then that's a good one to go with. And another great series from Focus on the Family is from the Focus on the Family Radio Theater brand is the Father Gilbert Mysteries, which are mainly for teens and adults. A lot of them deal with the supernatural, things like, you know, different like curses, demons, and or just like the paranormal, like, you know, what is the Christian response to this? You know, are these things real? Things like that. And there's some stories that don't go in, into the supernatural stuff as much, but those ones are ones that are... If you're wanting stories that are more on an adult level, but are still clean and really well produced, those ones are great ones to go with. Oh, 100%. And I think that series is probably the one that other AIO fans talk about the most when I when I hear them talking about radio theater. <laughs> yep. Father Gilbert Mysteries always comes up and for good reason. Again, like it's it's high, high quality content and they're so well told. And the characters are vivid, and as you as you mentioned, like they talk about some pretty heavy stuff, and so I mean there are some some creepy moments in these. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely aimed at an older demographic, but adults I think uh, are really really gonna like these. Yep, and I know it's been mentioned on the podcast here before by me and Christopher Green, but check out Shadows and Daylight. That's a whole mystery series there about a. A teenage, I guess she's a teenager, a young adult, um, Winter O'Brien, and the first season is one long story arc, so if you enjoy, like, The Green Conspiracy, that's 12 episodes long, the first season of Shadows of Daylight is 12 episodes of this one story arc, season two is in production right now, those are gonna be some standalone mysteries, but 
If you want something geared for for an older audience in Odyssey, that's another great one to check out. And Red Rock Mysteries too. That one's it's teenagers. They're the main characters in this one, and they get into some intense situations and deal with things that most of the kids in Odyssey don't deal with. From Keys for Kids Ministries, those are adaptations of the book series. They only dramatize the first five, unfortunately, but they are super super good stories to listen to, and they're very much contemporary modern stories that are geared for a teenage audience you know probably like 13 and up and also john campbell does the music for that show as well and uh john fornoff has also written for that show as well that show was uh one of my favorite ones in terms of just getting the perfect voices for the the characters i thought that was a, a perfectly cast uh show like the main characters it centers around this one family and I thought it was it was really well done, and I, I they're they're just fun shows, and I I would recommend those two. I would echo what you said. They're they're very well done. And one of the episodes you mentioned, JD Heatwave, that one's kind of a a little bit of mystery, but it's a lot of mainly a comedy at the same time. It's kind of spoofing that kind of genre. And if you like that kind of thing, Nick Guy Private Eye is a really great series to check out. A lot of it it's drama, but big focus on comedy as well. And also has quite a bit of apologetics on certain topics like, you know, the age of the earth, the evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, things like that tied into it. It's not imperative that you start at the very beginning of the series, but some good ones to check out if you're new to the show is The Fair is Fair Affair, The Great Potato Race Affair. And sometimes they step out of the mystery genre and do some fairy tale stories that take a different spin on it in a more biblical view. And some of them are also musicals, and one of the best ones they've done is the Snow White's The Seven Dwarfs Affair. That one is quite funny and some really fun songs with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's probably one of my favorites from them, too. And as a bonus, if you if you like my melodious tones, <laughs> you get to hear me in a couple of the recent releases. I was able to work on that show. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you did too, as well, Austin. Yeah, you and I got to be in the sign within a sign affair, and you were on. I can't remember what was it? The oh, it was the yeah, the play it again, Sam affair, right? Play it again, Sam. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those are good ones to check out too. And last one on the list I have here is from the Creation Adventure family is Rick Wraith Christian Detective. They've only done one installment right now. I think it's three or four episodes long, but it takes place during the 1920s. There's a dad that's a private investigator and his son. And as they try to take down some counterfeiting counterfeiting ring there and it's really fun if you like if you like period audio dramas you know different periods of history this is one that i don't hear that much in audio dramas that much and some old-time radio shows since they were you know not far after that some of those elements in that you know gangsters and like you know the tommy guns and mm -hmm. trains being a major part of things you're really gonna like this one yeah they did a really good job of Sort of giving a, a very overt nod to the old-time radio detective genre while updating the production values, and uh, they did a really good job with this one. All right, moving on to the next topic here, and that is audio dramas for the musical fans. So I know not everybody's a musical fan. I know there's some people that don't like A Thanksgiving Story, The Great Wish You Was, and Caroling Caroling, which I like two out of those three, but I am a big musical fan, and... I just love how I just love how songs can be an integral part of a story that progresses the plot and also highlights certain things happening in the story and gets you inside the characters' heads and 
offer you know a little different taste on what a story is and there's not a whole whole lot of examples of this in audio drama i wish there was more but one series i just really love and i talked about earlier i grew up with is patch the pirate they've been running since 1980 i'm thinking probably 83 81 something like that over 40 years now yeah somewhere around there each of those stories have several songs in them that either explain or like teach a certain lesson or just have you know someone break out into song to explain something happening and they are very fun they're all music that everybody can enjoy kids and parents and there's a there's a point in my life that i kind of outgrew patch the pirate because it is aimed for younger kids so this series is great if you have kids under the 8 to 12 range from odyssey but that's a really fun series and if if the word pirate uh, makes you wonder about it don't worry, it is a Christian audio drama. This is a preaching pirate. He doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't walk make it he doesn't make anybody walk the plank. He's a good pirate. He comes across some, you know, actual evil pirates, but a lot of it's just him and his crew, his talking seagull, and it's it's kind of like a uh an audio cartoon, I guess you would say it, where, you know, some of the situations and characters, you know, anthropomorphized I think is how you say the word, something like that of animals and different creatures and things like that but they're really good stories and i think they're a great fit for families with young kids and if you enjoy musicals at all i would recommend if you're a new listener to the show some really great ones to check out is ocean commotion that's one of my favorite ones it has one of the most earwormy songs if that's a word <laughs> in the series called there is a storm and i better stop there because i don't want to sing the rest of it my break kind of wants to <laughs> But uh, that's a really fun one, and also Kingdom Chronicles is one of my favorite from that series as well. So yeah, if you love great music, great stories, and want a series that will keep younger kids engaged and have a lot of fun and learn while they're having fun, Patch Pirate is a series to go for. Yeah, and they do really good work with that show, and the, the songs are always fun. And I don't think, I mean, some of them might be not as appealing to adults but i think for the majority of the songs are not ones that adults are going to cringe at hearing like they they're they're pretty good and i think probably one of my favorites is i think it's a, a whale of a tale is that is that the right title mm-hmm. yeah whale of a tale and um that's a that's a really fun one and, and that's the one i I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the one that has the coffee song in it um that's mystery island mystery island okay yeah that's right and uh, that is hilarious to me i love it uh, as a coffee lover I relate to that song 100%. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like the Patch the Pirate show. It's one that I never heard of as a kid, so I've just gotten into it. Um, I think somebody shared about it with with us on ATC several years ago, and and you have, have definitely mentioned it. And so it's only been since the launch of Audio Theater Central that I had ever even heard of that show. So it's it's really fun. But one that I, I think is a, is a great musical is the story of Esther from Paws and Tales. Oh, yes. And this is one of the best musicals in the family-friendly audio drama space, Absolutely. I think. It's extremely well done. The, the songs are fantastic. In my opinion, it rivals anything that, that Disney puts out the the quality of the 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 songs and the the way they're integrated into the script and just the fun characters and 
I, I think it is uh, one of the best musicals. And and this one is aimed at a, at a younger demographic as well, probably just below Odyssey, so not quite as young as Patch. But even as adults, I think you can enjoy this. This is another show that I found out about after I was already an adult and way outside of the target demographic. And I think it's extremely well done. Yep. Also in those episodes, Jess Harnell plays a singing voice of Heyman. So if you like hearing Jess Harnell singing, check those out. And Tim Hosman, who's done some episodes for Richard and Odyssey, also did the music for that one as well. Another series that is kind of similar to Patch Pirate, but this is a more recent series, is from the Logos Theater, or the Academy of Arts. They turn some of their stage plays, Professor Boggs and his incredible Go Back Time Machine, into audio dramas. And they only started about three years ago, I think it was. And their first one was about Elijah and the Famine. And the most recent one they did in that series was called Lost in Space. And most recently they did one that's just a standalone production for a lot younger kids called The Little Red Hen, which is based on, I don't think it's an Aesop's fable. It's something kind of like that, but The Little Red Hen that wanted to make some bread and all the animals didn't want to Mm -hmm. help. Is that a Grimm's tale? I can't remember. I don't think so. It has a happier ending than a lot of the Grimm's fairy tales have. <laughs> but yeah, that one's a, those are some really fun ones to check out. Professor Boggs actually is a, probably about the same target range for, for as Odyssey because we have some like older kids and teenagers in that, and some of the humor in that is very much for an older audience. Not it's it's clean, but it's you know the jokes that I think adults and teenagers will probably get a lot more yeah unfortunately i couldn't think of very many other musicals in this in this uh, family friendly space and i really wish that wasn't the case because i am one of the people that really do enjoy musicals so hey if you're out there and you are interested in getting into audio drama production hey there's a there's a gap that you can fill is is write a musical <laughs> yep Well, let's move on to our next category, and that is audio dramas for the Bible lovers. And hey, I think we should all be Bible lovers, but if you really, really enjoy... Yes, we should all love the word. (laughs) If you really, really enjoy Bible story episodes from Adventures in Odyssey, which I have to say, some of the most impactful ones for me growing up were the stories from the Bible, in particular, some of the Imagination Station adventure episodes, and specifically the Exodus story with the Barkley family. Moses, the Passover. Yeah. That that story, Jimmy and that whole father-son dynamic in that episode always, always gripped me. So I think some of their the strongest episodes in the show are some of the biblical stories. And then there's also episodes like The Tower or Three Funerals and a Wedding and more recently, The Honor of Obed-Edom. And so these have always been a staple of the show for many, many years but there are a lot of other great, great biblical-based audio dramas out there. And one that has just come on the scene in the last few years and is doing amazingly well and just does great quality and also has ties to Adventures in Odyssey is The Adventum from Wise King Media, one of the main writers of the show in in the first several volumes of this series is John Fornoff, and we also have some of the cast members from Adventures in Odyssey. Katie Lee has been involved. Melissa Disney has been involved in the Adventum, and um, they start with Genesis, and they're making their way through the Old Testament now, releasing uh, five volumes so far, and it is uh, extremely well done. Now, this one is probably aimed at an older audience, too, because... 
there are some more adult themes in the Old Testament, and they don't necessarily shy away from exploring some of those in uh, those situations that uh, may not be appropriate for really, really young kids. Yeah, they're not quite just the flannel graph Bible stories in Sunday school. Exactly. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, and also the music. Jared Pasquale did some of the music for the first, he did the music for the first volume, and John Campbell has done music since then from volume two onward, and I think it's some of John Campbell's best music and his most unique music is in that series. And for me, I know when I first heard about them doing this, I was kind of skeptical when I first heard about the series. I was thinking, people have done audio of the Bible so many years, like, I don't know how it's going to be any different. And I was so shocked at how good it was and how unique it was. One thing it does for me, it made me, it made me see the people in the Bible as human beings mm. more than any other audio drama even more than most odyssey episodes have like when i finished listening to the end of moses's life i had never felt that much of a connection to the person of moses before when you kind of think of these people as these again like flannel graph stained glass window people but with the way they have these these stories dramatized they make it in a very real raw way and i just got so attached to that character and like, this is a real person, like, and it made me feel like all the heartaches and the complainers he had to deal with and all the rebellion and things like that. It made me relate to him more than any, any other time I had before. And that's one thing I think this series does really well is it makes, it really makes the Bible come to life in a way that I don't think any other audiodrama has done before. And it's a really great show to check out. Absolutely. And one series that takes a little bit different tactic with dramatizing the bible and that is witnesses from tracy van dolder she does audiodramas on people that witness jesus so how jesus impacted their life so we have the person that met jesus in some way or affected by him and they tell us their story and you have you know sound effects and music and have other people talking and interacting with um, different stuff in the background or or with that exact character and the first one she did actually has phil lawler in it a shepherd's encounter he plays a shepherd that saw the angels on chris on the first christmas and also the second one nathan carlson who plays richard maxwell on adventures in odyssey and mandy strasberg's dad he plays uh you know i'm not gonna say who the tax collector is because i was <laughs> thinking it was one tax collector and then i found out oh it's a different one so i won't say he who he plays in that one but if you miss your Nathan Carlson's voice, then that's a good one to listen to. Yes, I really appreciate the quality that goes into that show. Interesting perspectives, first-person encounters with Jesus. So I highly recommend this one as well. Yep, and also JD, he played the main role in An Official's Faith, and I think that's some of your best acting you've ever done. Tracy has such a unique and creative mind when it comes to writing these stories and i know she'd give god credit for that but it's such an amazing way she puts the stories on a level that gets you inside their minds and their hearts and that match with your your vocal talent there is that's one that's one of my favorite episodes from that series oh well thank you that's very kind and and you're absolutely right she she really knows how to write the dialogue and get to the essence of what these characters are feeling and her writing made it really easy to play this character. And there were some emotional moments in that one that I think because of the way she wrote it, it was just really impactful. So I 
I really love that show. And the series that's currently in production, she's working on a special mini series within this show for the t- basically telling the Easter story. It's called The Lamb. And they are just really, really well done. And she's bringing in some really great talent uh, that that I think is just nailing this the these stories. And one of her most recent ones was a standalone. I can't remember what it was. One about Zacharias or not Zacharias? Oh, the um, Simeon one. Yeah, I can't remember what that one was called. But that one, Katie Lee plays a role in that one. So she plays Anna, right? Yeah, Anna. Yeah, she plays Anna. So yeah, some Odyssey voices there if you're if you're listening for them. We talked a little bit about Paul's and Tales earlier. Insight for Living that does that show. They also did a handful of Bible audio dramas based on Chuck Swindoll's books. They did a two-part series called David, A Man of Passion and Destiny, which covers a good portion of David's life from being a boy to right before he becomes king officially. And also an Easter one they did called Suddenly, Suddenly One Morning and a Christmas one called the Bethlehem Christmas, which I know I know you really like those ones. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're really, really high quality as well. Probably not familiar actors for for the odyssey community but they still had a great cast great production values and i really enjoyed those a lot and sort of along the same lines we have uh, from the uh, lamplighter theater series they did a show called titus a comrade of the cross several years ago and it is one of my favorite easter related biblical story uh, adaptations and it's extremely well done highly highly recommended it's one of those where it takes a familiar bible story and kind of turns it on its head they don't change the facts of what happened in scripture so that that's not what they're doing but they do tell it in a way where it's like this might be how it had played out you know and uh, they do it in such a compelling way that uh, i think it it's one that is a a must listen for people who really, really enjoy biblical fiction stories. If you listen to any Lamplight or theater, make that your only listen to that. I'm pretty certain if you listen to that one, you're going to want to hear more from that series. And another one that Focus on Family has done and doesn't get that much mention is The Luke Reports, also known as Life of Jesus after the rebrand. And Paul McCusker wrote these shows and kind of looks at how the book of Luke might have been written because Luke was not a witness to Jesus when he was on earth, but he had to get accounts from other people. And this kind of takes place sometime right before the fall of Jerusalem and kind of his journey, his adventures on finding people that did meet Jesus and hearing accounts of that. And there's, you hear dramatizations of the gospels in flashbacks, but also kind of the things that were happening before the fall of Jerusalem and Rome, you know, tore the temple and the city down. It's a really, really interesting series and really makes you look at the book of Luke in a whole new light. Yeah, and it even has some, you know, suspenseful thriller mystery vibes to it, too, because, you know, Luke is investigating this, and that's why it's called the Luke Reports. And he's, you know, trying to figure out what really happened. Who was this this man called Jesus? And trying to chronicle everything and it's uh it's it's fantastic it's it's really really good stuff yeah there's like a political thriller there's a murder mystery there's a supernatural showdown it's got it all yeah one that just recently released was from a uh, a group that both of you and I are involved in and that's the audio drama alliance and it's called the most important passover 
and this tells the story of the crucifixion of Jesus from a, a really different perspective, and it has a lot of history of the the Passover celebration and the the, the customs of the the Jewish people, and so it's a really really interesting show and it's only a half an hour long so it's a really good introduction it's the you know it's the length of an, an odyssey episode so uh, that's one that i i recommend people checking out as well yeah for sure and since i know a lot of audiodrama lovers love books this next topic is for you and that is audiodrama for classic literature nerds so odyssey has dramatized some classic stories in the past Pilgrim's Progress Revisited. Also, they did Pinocchio, The Tale of Foolish Puppet recently, and even to a certain extent, A Thanksgiving Carol. We mentioned Lamplighter Theater earlier, but they what they do is dramatize these old books, these out-of-print books have been around for about a couple hundred years or so, and bring it to light. So you may not ever hear these authors before or these books, but they are phenomenal stories, and there are quite a few people that have been on Odyssey that are involved in this. John Fornoff helped get this series started. Jess Harnell, Wooten Bassett himself, plays the main character in the bookends. So they have kind of a, a this modern day bookend. So it begins and ends on most of these with this character, Finian Jones, in his shop and the people that comes in his life and they read a book and that book is dramatized. And then you hear how that after that book, how that affects them. And some other people have been on the show. One of the recent productions they did is The Hidden Hand. Katie Lee plays a major role in that one and one of the most recent ones Melissa Disney plays a couple roles in that one as well. Yeah, and another Odyssey connection is that uh, aside from John Fornoff, a lot of these were written by Marshall Younger and Kathy Buchanan who are instrumental uh, in in Odyssey to this day and have been for many years as well. Yep, and John Campbell, he, he's everywhere. Yeah. He he does the music for all their productions as well. Well, and another Focus on the family connection is they've done a lot of classic lit in the radio theater series. So Oliver Twist, which I think is uh, one of the highest quality audio dramas ever made, in my opinion. I second that. Yeah, it's one of the ones that I, I, I tell people it's like one of the examples of like a near perfect or probably as close to a perfect audio drama as you can get in terms of all of the elements coming together so well. The script by Paul McCusker the the performances of these world-class British talent and the music, the sound design, all of it coming together. It's so well done. And Radio Theater has done a, a lot of other ones, Little Women and Anne of Green Gables and uh, Ben-Hur. They've done a lot of classic lit and they're all really, really well done. But I think the Oliver Twist one is probably my favorite uh, in terms of the the classic titles that they've done. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's a difficult story, but it's definitely worth the journey. Yes. Also with uh, Ben-Hur there, that's one of my favorite literature novels that they dramatize. I, I like quite a bit. We mentioned this series earlier, Lifehouse Theater on the Air. They've also dramatized a few books. Now, I've only I've only heard their one on Tom Sawyer, The Misadventures of Tom Sawyer, which I like that one quite a bit. But you want to tell us about those other ones you have on the list here? Yeah, so they've done Pride and Prejudice, uh, which is a very well-known piece of classic literature. They've done The Count of Monte Cristo. Now, because this series is aimed at a younger audience, they are not going to take the every single you know plot element from these huge uh, classic books and and try to do a, a super 
faithful adaptation like radio theater tries to do with theirs. They really condense things down. So I think this is a really good one to get families into classic lit adaptations. Uh, so that's why I, I really wanted to mention these because they're longer than an Odyssey episode, but they're not super long. They're not hours and hours long. And so I think they're perfect for a, you know, a short car ride or something like that. And, and all of the family can enjoy them, I think. So the, they don't go into a lot of the really heavy themes that the, like the Count of Monte Cristo, the, the novel addresses. So they're more approachable for families, I think. So it's a really great option. Yeah, they're kind of like the great illustrated classics for audio drama. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a very apt description. I, I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, while we're talking about more condensed adaptations, the, the last one that I wanted to mention in this category is from a, a group that I think this is the only audio drama they've ever done. And they, they primarily do film stuff, but... Uh, Marari Pictures a few years ago did an adaptation of, of Jekyll and Hyde, and some people think, oh, that's a, that's a scary horror kind of a story. Well, they, they take a very Christian approach to that story, and so it might be more appropriate for, for the teen audience, but they do a really good job of bringing out more of the, the biblical truths and the themes that are running through that novel. And and presenting it in a in a in a way that makes it really approachable. So uh, that's a that's a great option as well. And that tale, while it might uh, induce you to have a little bit of an adrenaline rush because of the craziness of that story, we also wanted to talk about some other audio dramas that are for those adrenaline aficionados, the 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 adrenaline junkies. I don't know. That's probably not the best term to use, but <laughs> the the exciting suspense thriller type of genre, and one of the ones from an Odyssey that so many people know and love is the Novacom saga, and it's one of the the go tos. You know, when you talk about the show at all from longtime fans. That's one of their favorites, if not their favorite era of the show. And then we have in more recent years, shows like The Labyrinth or even a classic like Flash Flood. Those are really great episodes and lots of action and stuff like that. So uh, a show that does action and suspense and thriller types things really well is Jonathan Park. And even from the beginning, they had a, a real knack for always leaving you hanging. There was a cliffhanger at the at the end of a lot of episodes, and you're always wondering what's going to happen next. And so in recent years, they have gotten more connections to Odyssey because of the ubiquitous, apparently, John Campbell uh, on the music in, in this series. And he does great music. I mean, he just does a really great job all the time in every show that he works on, it seems like. And so he does the same here with these with these episodes. And also John Fornoff is involved in the production and writing of this show. And I think it's a it's a fun addition to your audio drama library. Yep, totally. I, I grew up with the original adventures, which I guess we shouldn't make the distinction. There's kind of two forms of this series. Me and Michael have talked about this a little bit on the Beyond AO episode when we reviewed The Dreamer's Tomb. But there was an original series that ran for about 10 albums, and then it was basically revamped. It was basically almost made the audience a little bit older. So they, the characters got older. They're teenagers. So where the original series was more for, like, Odyssey's demographic, like 8 to 12 and families, the new series, the new adventures are... Probably much more of the, like, most of the stuff happening would have parental warnings if they had this happen in Adventures of the Odyssey. But 
if you start with the original adventures, which a little bit different style, but I believe they're still good. They're, the original series focused a lot on apologetics and science teaching, so there's a lot of great facts on that. A little bit of a rough start at the beginning, but you'll, you'll grow to lo- love it. But if you want to start on the new adventures, kind of difficult in the first two. So I would recommend if you choose to go with the new series first and then go to the old stuff later, I would, I would start with Pursuit of Destiny. That's like the third album. I'm sorry, third series. They call them series. That one gives you a good recap of the first two series from that and kind of kicks off what the series actually is now. But if you want to jump in a little bit later in the series, another good one that's to start at is Legend Unleashed which that one introduces you to a lot of the main characters, and there's not really anything that you really need to know that much in previous episodes. So those are two great ones, and you know, Michael said on the show that he he actually enjoyed this series quite a bit more than Odyssey in a lot of ways. And, like, the series, they, they, you know, if you like the car chases, the explosions, the, you know, the skydiving, and, you know, the high-tech stuff to, like, you know, surviving in the jungle, things like that, you're going to love that series. I think one of my favorite moments in the whole run of the show is the motorcycle chase. Was that at the end of the Copper Scroll? Uh, the Whispering Sphinx. That was near the beginning of the Whispering Sphinx. Whispering Sphinx, yeah. Uh, that's that's just some great, great uh, pulse-pounding action right there. <laughs> yeah, and quite funny, too. And one series that we would be amiss to miss is the Jake Muller Adventures. Mm-hmm. This is a new series started a few years ago by Darby Kern, who's written for several other audio dramas, and wrote the most important Passover we mentioned earlier. He wanted to make an audio drama that was for teenagers and young adults, the people that wanted something more than what Odyssey could give them. And he created a character called Jake Muller, who is a security expert. I can't remember what his actual title is. He has a security firm, but he gets into these adventures that deal with a lot of the supernatural or the certain topics that a lot of christian media especially for kids and families don't tackle so the first one they've released they've only done one so far is called unidentify which talks about aliens and ufos you know what's the christian's response to that how do we reconcile this with the bible and what we know and future productions which hopefully will be uh some more will be made as more people buy that series and support it but it's a really high energy series there are some really great people involved with it. Also, people from Odyssey. Phil Lawler uh, makes an appearance in that. Jared Pasquale, like I mentioned, he does the music for this one as well. It's a really, really fun show. And, a re- and it makes you think. Like There's a lot of action in it, but there's some really good spiritual teaching moments. And some really eye-opening things that I never thought about before or even knew about. Yeah, it's one of my favorites in, from recent years. Phil Lawler's performance there as Pastor Omak just... It's just fantastic. And, you know, there's there's a thing that uh, I think you, you and I and other longtime audio drama fans have, and that's shows that have started and, and have stopped for some reason or another that we want to see continue. And at the top of the list now is, is this one for me. I, I want to see more, or I should say, I want to hear more of this show because it's so well done. Yes. The character of Jake Muller is really really great and i i really want more of this one so this is a great one for those people who love action and there is a connection actually to the jake muller adventures to our next one and that is one of the actors actually the actor who plays jake muller also played a part in this next show the left behind and left behind the kids series these were adaptations of 
the really, really popular a series of books from, from several years ago, and they are some of the highest quality audio drama in this space, and and they had a, a fantastic team behind them. Todd Bustide, who has done a lot of work on Adventures and Odyssey over the years, did some of the best sound design moments of all time, in my opinion, in, in this show. It is modern day, so, you know, there are some crazy... Uh, sound design moments and other audio dramas from like historical stories or battles and stuff like that. But just for, you know, your modern everyday contemporary type of story, there are some really amazing sound design moments in this one and just a, a gripping story, lots of action, you know, running from the bad guys and trying to evade capture and all this kind of stuff is all going on in in both the the main show left behind and then also in the kids series as well yeah and the moniker for that last one both of these series aren't for kids even even the i would say the left behind the kids series from what i've heard is definitely not in the 8 to 12 year old range odyssey crowd so it's definitely for more like the teenage young adult crowd the adult series which is just made for adults it doesn't have like you know unsavory content in it they're, they're not going to pull punches when you know certain things happen you know and describing certain things and things like that so it's definitely not for young, young kids but for those that want to hear you know stories that are more real and raw those are some ones to go to and one of the episodes you mentioned earlier the flash flood from adventures and odyssey that's one of those you know natural disaster kind of episodes from Odyssey, where, you know, things are wrong outside and you don't know what's going to happen. One series that I listened to quite a bit when I was growing up, along with Vincent Odyssey, is Ranger Bill. I almost started to do the call there, but I resisted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because each episode would have, you know, Wolf Howl, and then someone would say, Ranger Bill! Warrior of the Woodland! Okay, I did it. Okay, I, I, I resisted singing earlier, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a series from like the 50s and 60s that Moody Radio did. And it's some of the best stories. Like for, if you like, sort of like, you know, like with like Daniel Boone or Davy Crockett and things like that, but a little more modern setting, it follows this group of rangers in a town called Naughty Pine, where they're almost like in this time period, I guess, they have a lot of responsibilities that probably most rangers don't have today. But you have, you know, several adult rangers, and then you have a, a teenager named Henry along with it too and the different adventures they have forest fires and you know avalanches and all this kind of stuff and also some episodes that are just more slice of life kind of things and it's a great christian series some really great christian teaching in those too some episodes if you never listened to series where any of those episodes you can listen to out of order they all stand alone on their own but some really good ones to check out if you're a first time listener is the vanishing mummy that's one's a really really fun one and really funny one and one of the most suspenseful ones is the locked bag. I will not spoil what's in that locked bag. You'll have to listen to it to find out, but it's quite creepy. And then also Henry's bus trip, which gives some spotlight to Henry to be kind of the main character for a while in that one. I'm also familiar with this show. Now, none of these titles are ringing a bell. I haven't listened to this show in a, in a very long time, but I, w what I remember about the show, I always really enjoyed it. One of the episodes that always stands out to to me in my mind is the one where they're tracking down those wild horses and and uh henry uh, has to make a decision about uh well i, I don't want to spoil oh, anything this the snow white stallion yeah so th there's uh, a lot of as you mentioned you're following these rangers but there's you know if you love the outdoors and those kind of stories uh it's it's great and it is it does have a little bit of that old time radio 
quality to it because it is from several decades ago, but they're, they're really great. And I don't think, I, I think it's one that uh, the whole family can in, enjoy um, because it's one that my family used to listen to a lot uh, as, as we were growing up. For sure. And we're coming to the topic that's more similar to what Adventure in Odyssey is as a whole, and that's Audiodrama for the Everyday Adventurers. So episodes of Odyssey like Family Vacation, The Family Interaction on a Road Trip, How to Sink a Sub, you know, dealing with things at school, and Chores No More, you know, those kid-centric episodes where, you know, kids have, you know, the different problems and how they try to solve them and such. I'm not going to compare these all to Adventures in Odyssey, but they're similar in the way that they are for kids and for the whole family and do have some different genres inside some of these. But once I think if you like the style of Vitronasi where they have a little bit of everything, these are good ones to go with. And one of those series I have here is Kids Corner, which is called Liz and Friends now. It's a series that Phil Alder actually helped create. And he wrote several episodes for that series. And it's all about these lizards in this town called Tureen. So anthropomorphic lizards. And it focuses on Liz, Lizardo Quintus Lacerda, and his group of friends, and the different lessons they learned about being Christians and things happen at school with their friends. They have major adventures, some mysteries, and some of the episodes I think because and there's most of the series you could listen to at any point and you know still enjoy it, much like Odyssey has. But there are some story arcs and certain character progressions throughout the series. But some really good episodes that don't you don't have to listen to anything before it is three toes willy and don't judge a book that one is quite funny and one of the more adventure themed episodes liz temptation hunter it's a really good show and it's geared for me a little bit younger audience than odyssey but i think a lot there's a lot of overlap there yeah and another odyssey connection is that later on in the series kathy buchanan came on the writing team and if I'm remembering correctly, she wrote the uh, series finale. Oh wow! And um, they uh, they were some really really great episodes. Yeah, and John Fornoff wrote for a little bit, didn't he? I can't remember if he was involved in this one or not. But uh, Darby Kern, who we mentioned earlier, uh, also was involved in this show. But this is the show that I mentioned uh, much earlier in our conversation. That for younger kids who you know you may be an Odyssey fan yourself as an adult but your kids might still be a little bit too young for Odyssey, then this is a great show because I've experienced this with my nephew. We we played Odyssey and he was, you know, he was okay with it, but he didn't really get into it all that much when he was uh, really young. But he absolutely loved the Kids Corner episodes and the main character, Liz. And so I can speak from personal experience that this is a great one for the, the younger listeners. And I also should mention, I think some of the music... And this one was done by Steve Wick, who's done some music for Odyssey. And mm-hmm. Steve Wick, I think, did all the music for the Left Behind series as well. And another show that is a little bit similar to Kids Corner in that it involves animals. We referenced it earlier, Paws and Tails. But in addition to that, you know, that epic musical that they did on the story of Esther, they do have some of those episodes that are very much slice of life. Again, they're all animals, so it's it's a little different than than Odyssey, but you know it's still dealing with themes that kids can relate to, and uh, you know there are scenes that take place in in the school classroom, and you know dealing with interactions with other kids and all of that kind of stuff that we see in Adventures in Odyssey episodes. So, Paws and Tales is another great one that, um, as 
you know, Austin has talked about in the uh, Beyond AIO episode. So, you know, you're probably familiar with this one already, but we, we definitely have to mention it with, when we're talking about similar audio dramas. For sure, for sure. And, and Phil Lawler actually was instrumental in, in getting this series started as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote some of the episodes as well. Tim Hossman, like I mentioned earlier, he's done some musical scores for Odyssey before. And also John Campbell did quite a bit of the music for this as well. And I know a lot of people group it into like the younger, like a younger age in Odyssey, but the more I've listened to it over the years and the more I've grown to love this series, I find it to be probably in the same target range as Odyssey because there are some very mature themes and some really deep messages in this that I don't think even Odyssey sometimes will go into sometimes, at least with not a parental warning on it. So I think Paws and Tales is probably a little bit older audience than Kids Corner, mm. but I it's it's very deep. Like one of the the reason why they wanted to do the series is to basically put these theological lessons that are an adult's level and put them down to a kid's level. But at the same time, it's really great stories. And they have an ongoing storyline with that that kind of builds and builds. And I'm so excited. I've talked about this in the bonus episodes. They're starting that series up again. They ended after season three several years ago. And so they're getting ready to produce more episodes and release more episodes of that. So right now is a great time to start listening to that series if you want to Get it, get in on it, so you can experience the new episodes as they, as they come out. And also, Story of Esther, like JD mentioned, has songs in it as like a musical. But each one of the other episodes of Paws and Tales has a song that goes along with it that teaches a lesson in it, and they are phenomenal songs. Like there are songs that are, I think, should get a lot more, a lot more credit. But there are ones that I think are great, like just patch, like Patch the Pirate. Some of their songs where it's like really iconic. And these songs, too, are, like, really well produced and ones that, you know, parents won't get sick of listening to over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's a, that's absolutely correct. And another series that kind of has that outdoor kind of feel like Ranger Bill does, it's a fairly new series called Base Camp Adventures. And it takes place at a Christian summer camp. I guess it's like a summer camp, but it's like a mountain climbing camp. And some of the stories deal with the different adventures that the kids have, you know, rock climbing, exploring, things like that. But they also have campfire stories that teach different lessons. So they have these different lessons in the middle or these different stories in the middle of the everyday interactions. I and mean, later on in the series, it had a little bit of an ongoing storyline story for some stuff like in the later albums. So I would recommend starting with some of the earlier albums, like one through three, a little bit more. But some really good ones to start with is Sin the Camel. And The Good Prince, that's a two-parter. Tide 2 is one of their, is probably one of their best uh, campfire stories and one really fun one. And if you like the episode, The Champ of the Camp from Adventure and Odyssey is Girls' Night In, where you have a, a prank war at a camp. Those are some good ones to check out. Yeah, this is another show that has come on the scene in recent years that I was really, really impressed with. And um, I, I've really appreciated the work that the team over there has put into this one. And I, I really, really enjoy the show. Their last album was uh, sort of an end of an era for for the kind of ongoing arc in that show. And they just did it so well. It's it's a really, really good one. Yep. And they have some, some of their campfire stories are like different genres. They have a few sci-fi and superhero ones and some that are, uh, you know, like those like anthropomorphic animals and some fantasy ones. So, yeah, there's there's a little little bit of everything in that one. And also, Odyssey Connection, uh, Evan David, who is one of the main writers and voice actors, now works at Ventures in Odyssey. He's the guy that does the um, rights of the comics, the Elsewhere in Odyssey comics, and the Bite Sides Adventures. Yeah, he's he's been in audio drama for quite a while. Yep, yep. 
And probably the show that is compared to Odyssey the most is Down Gilead Lane. And I think that's apt. It is probably the most closely related in terms of format. But they they did some really, really interesting things with that series that I think is is just phenomenal. And one of the things that I really, really love about it is how they stick with a specific family. You know, over the years, we've had so many different families come through Adventures in Odyssey. And, you know, we have, I think any long-term fan has some of their favorites. You know, the Barkley family is always one of the ones at the top that people really, really love. But the way Down Gilead Lane follows this one family, the Morrisons, throughout the whole run of the show is really interesting and it really gets you to appreciate the different dynamics through a family as the kids get older and the different challenges that you will face in life as you reach different ages. And they just did it so, so well. Down Gilead Lane is one of the best audio dramas. Amen. I think it might be one of the easiest ones for an AIO fan to transition over to. And because it is one long arc, I do think you probably will want to start at the beginning, but um, there are several episodes that are, um, you know, kind of a a good representation of what you could expect with the series. Um, To Grandmother's House We Go is one of them. Summer Camp Blues, you mentioned camping-related stories a moment ago. And so I think um, you can't go wrong by checking out Down Gilead Lane. Yeah, I I would say, like, Odyssey is still my favorite iDrama series overall, but really, I think Down Gilead Lane is actually the best in terms of story, keeping everything consistent throughout the entire series in a way that we don't get much change with the characters and that we're swapping them out all the time. Yeah. I know I'm using the Odyssey comparison here, but people love the Barkley family. I don't know anybody that doesn't like them. And it was great for a while when they let Jimmy and Donna get older and you have, you know, Stuart added. And then they moved off the show. And there's only a few episodes we got to deal with them as teenagers and stuff. So kind of imagine, if you will, a whole series on the Barkley family. Mm-hmm. And seeing them from their young ages to when they grow up, get married and leave. It's all there. So that's it's that's kind of a good comparison, I think. And again, Odyssey ties. John Campbell does the music for a lot of the episodes. Uh, Steve Wick did a few of the episodes as well. It's a phenomenal series. They also tackle some topics that kids deal with and families deal with that haven't been addressed on Odyssey before or in a way that isn't just, you know, glazing over the issue. Some of the closest they've had in comparison, I guess, is the one of three will fall arc from Adventures in Odyssey. Like some of the really deep topics that kids are facing now, Dungley Lane does that more consistently than Odyssey does. And as you all, as you all know, Michael, who's been on the podcast several times, Sing the praises of Downey Lane quite a bit, and I do as well. Yep, and another Odyssey connection is that John Fornoff also worked on that show. <laughs> oh yeah, and also Kathy Buchanan wrote a couple episodes too. So another series that takes place in a camp area and in the woods is Discovery Mountain. This series is probably about the a little bit younger audience than Adventures in Odyssey, and it's been around for about I think five or six years now. They've had. I think they have over 100 episodes now. But what's really nice about this series is it's a place that I would really actually like to live. Like, I everybody would like to live in Odyssey. But, you know, Odyssey has so much drama and so much, you know, you know, bad guys trying to take over the town and steal <laughs> stuff and all that. 
with this, it's more of just like more of, the, of a gentle kind of every life. You do have some, you know, little adventures here and there. Because again, it's in a more rural area. You're not as, you know, worried about all this, you know, the technology and all the stuff happening in big cities. It's a small town in the mountains built around a summer camp. And they follow different kids and teenagers and adults. That's one nice thing. They, they, they focus on a lot of different characters at different ages. And... It's a really, it's a really good show, and also one unique thing about it is every season they have is built around a Bible story. So, the things that happen in the town in modern days kind of parallels the Bible story, and that Bible story gets dramatized in some form in each of those uh, seasons. So, it's a really unique way they they've done that, and I they've done a really great job with that series. Just kind of just a little more laid back. You don't have to worry about stressing out about you know big multi-parters, but. I've been listening to the series almost near the beginning, and I've grown to love the characters quite a bit, and it, it feels it feels very, it's a very cozy audio drama. I'm not quite sure how else to describe it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it, and they do have their sort of Mr. Whitaker type of character and who owns a shop, and so there are some similarities, and but they it's a totally different setting and it's a still has a small town vibe but it's a much much smaller area than than even the town of odyssey and uh so yeah that's a that's a good recommendation and another another show that has more of these sort of slice of life type of stories is the brinkman adventures and they focus on this one particular family but then they also tell these real uh, missionary stories from all over the world. So we've had missionary stories from Odyssey, and one of my favorites is the the Diana Sidro story from many many years ago with Jimmy Jimmy Barkley. And um, so there are some similar vibes with this with this show, you know, telling stories of right on the mission field, and some of these stories, they, like I said, they're true stories. They they do change some of the things to make it fit to the the show a little bit more, or in some cases, to protect the actual missionaries who are still out there on the field. But some of these stories, I think, could have made uh, Odyssey episodes. I mean, they're they're really interesting stories, but they they do a really, really good job with this one. Sapphire Slaves, you had that on the list, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad he's mentioning that one because that's one of my favorites uh, because they just it's it's a really, really gripping story. And a lot of times they get actors from the specific countries where the stories take place so their accents are authentic and it's just really really well done another one that is at the top of my list from this series is heart song which i don't want to spoil anything but it is a a gripping heart-wrenching story that uh, is just extremely well told the production is is great the music is uh by Jared Di Pasquale, who we've mentioned multiple times in this conversation, and he's done a lot of music for Odyssey. It's one of the shows that I follow every single year very closely. Like, all right, when's the next one? Uh, when is the next album going to be released? Because they do uh, really good work. We mentioned them earlier with their special uh, U.S. history release, but this is uh, the the main show, and they uh, they're just really really good. Yeah. And in later seasons, Rob Jorgensen, who's done a lot of Odyssey episodes, also does the sound design for that. So right. it's really great stuff. And 
not all the episodes are missionary stories. Some of them are like slice of life episodes. Some really funny ones like War of the Raccoons mm-hmm. is one of them. But yeah, it's 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 a great series, and it's all you know, all the kids and the family are siblings in real life. So you get that you know real chemistry with the actors there. And one series I grew up with as well with Odyssey and Ranger Bill and Patch Pirate is the Sugar Creek Gang, which was a kind of a sub-series of Moody Radio's The Bookshelf or Adventures from the Bookshelf where they dramatize different uh, Christian children's literature. They did some dramatizations of like some of the Love Comes Softly series, Little Pilgrim's Progress. But the ones they did the most of was the Sugar Creek Gang. And that book series has been around for years, but it's about these, uh, I mean, if I remember right, five... Five or six boys in this small rural town in like the 1930s, 40s, something like that. And the different adventures they have, they get involved with things happening in their town. And just, you know, just growing up, figuring out life and how to be a a good example of a Christian and how, you know, family dynamic works and things like that. Really exciting stories. Some good ones to try out if you haven't listened to it yet is a Swamp Robber. That's kind of like the first, at least in the book series. They don't always follow the, the book order. That's a good one to start out with because there's a main character introduced in that one that's in the rest of the series. Treasure Hunt is a really nail-biting adventure. That one's involves a haunted house and an escaped convict, I think. I can't remember exactly what he was, but basically a criminal with a gun. It's a very suspenseful story. And one that's more of a slice-of-life kind of episode that's more of the, you know, the interpersonal conflicts is Teacher Trouble, where they have to deal with a new teacher and... How to get along with him. This is a series that from like the 60s, from like, I think that is produced in the 60s or 70s. So a little bit, a little bit higher production quality than Ranger Bill. Not quite to like modern standards, but still the stories and the acting is quite good. Yeah, this is another show that I listened to growing up and, and always really enjoyed. It, it used to come on the radio every afternoon. And so as soon as I'd finish with school, that was one of the first things I would do is go and listen to the radio and listen to Sugar Creek Gang. <laughs> It's a fun series. And they have, like, I think over 30-some stories of that, so there's a lot to go through. Yeah. Another one for younger listeners is The Pond, or Life at the Pond, and that is a uh, another animal-focused show. <laughs> Seems to be a theme here. But um, it's it's really fun. It's one that I have just gotten into in recent years primarily because of you and uh, former ATC co-host Roy, I never really listened to this show. I'd heard about it because I know that it's been aired on uh, Keys for Kids radio for quite a while. And so I, I was aware of it, but I, I just never had listened to it. But especially in, in recent years, I've checked out a handful of the episodes and they're really, they're really funny. And I think even though they are aimed at, at a really uh, young demographic, some of those, some of the jokes are, are really great for adults too. Yeah, definitely. I- this is one series I, I later in my childhood or on my teenage years is when I uh, first heard this show, too. And it's similar to another show we're going to talk about here in a little bit. They're short stories, so there's like in a half hour, they have like two 15-minute episodes. So kind of like the Odyssey split episodes, but better. But yeah, they're like these, you know, a frog, uh, Tony the Frog, Methuselah the Alligator, Floyd the, du- uh, Floyd. Uh, Floyd the Turtle, and Bill the Duck. And just kind of the, they're kind of representations of, you know, different age groups of kids to a certain extent, but, you know, just kind of the predicaments they get in about, you know, telling the truth and keeping your room clean, small little stuff like that, but they're quite funny. There's a lot of jokes there, a lot of stuff for the adults to get laughing, and also some jokes and, you know, the characters on a level that younger kids can really like it as well. 
But the series I was going to talk about that I'm sure probably most of you have probably heard of because there's a lot of Odyssey connections here is Jungle Jam and Friends, the radio show. Mm-hmm. This series, it started not too long after Odyssey. Jeff Parker, who uh, I think he, I, can't, I don't think he wrote anything for Odyssey, but he played um, Rob, the ski instructor on the Barkley Family Ski Vacation. But he created a series of these animals from the jungle. They were like kind of like story music albums, kind of like Patch of Pirate was at first. And then they went to the kind of format that like the pond two 15 minute episodes in like a half hour for most episodes. Oh my goodness. If you want to laugh, listen to this. Yeah. Because we have Phil Lawler, who uh, plays several of the characters. Miller the Monkey, probably his most prominent role on there. He plays quite a few of the characters. He's written some of the episodes. Nathan Carlson, if you want to hear the widest range of Nathan Carlson's voice that you liked hearing, he played a few roles in Odyssey. He does so many on this. He plays Gruffy Bear, Nozzles the Elephant, Racket the Skunk. You hear so many voices, and it's basically just Phil Lawler and Nathan Carlson do most, most of the voices, yeah. but they're so good at it. And the jokes, I think someone they mentioned, I think when I interviewed Phil a while back, or maybe someone, maybe someone else, basically comedy stories with the Bible, Bible verse or something like that, because they're not so super spiritually deep like each episode begins with the bible verse and sometimes the stories will kind of talk about that a little bit but a lot of it's more like the comedy and the jokes and the dialogue as a kid i enjoyed it i thought it was funny but the older i got the more i got more of the jokes and it's it's just gotten better with age and it's such a fun series and they also have some really great songs in there too like paws and tails really memorable songs Really, if you're an Odyssey fan, you love like you know a lot of like, the BTV episodes or kids radio episodes and some of the humor that some of those get, you're gonna love Jungle Jam. Oh yeah, it's still one of my favorites. I love that show, and it, it is laugh out loud funny in in so many different moments. And uh, I think one of my favorites is the Treasure of the Sierra Marbles. I laugh out loud at that one so many times throughout <laughs> the episode. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I, I think I saw the jokes there like, oh, that was felt kind of funny, but I didn't realize how why it was funny or how it was funny until I was older. But yeah, some of my recommendations, Dial M for Monkey is one of the funniest <laughs> episodes, I think. And The Skunk Who Will Be King and Kitty's Kitty, Kitty Bake Quick Cake Cakes. Wait. Yeah. Ah, try to that again. Kitty's Kitty Bake Quick Cakes. There we go. And one of the more recent episodes they did that has Phil Lawler front and center as Miller the Monkey is A Little Night Monkey. That thing, I cracked up so <laughs> much listening to that for the first time. It is one of the funniest episodes, one of the funniest audio drama episodes of anything ever. It's it's great stuff. And the skunk who would be king, it cracks me up too. The, the crier character. And the interaction between him and Racket, it just oh, yes. it cracks me up. It's so funny. In the theme of talking animals, the, the fantastical stuff, let's move on to fantasy, the audio dramas for fantasy fans. And we've had a little bit of this in Adventures in Odyssey. Um, not a whole lot, but we have had a, a couple of releases related to the, the Passages world. And we had an original Fletcher's Rebellion and then the one that ties into the books, uh, Darien's Rise. And uh, more recently, uh, I guess it's uh, also kind of the fairy tale sort of genre, but the Rumpelstiltskin, A Wee Little Tale episode. You know, the, the Passages series is, is very similar to kind of Narnia and some of those other kind of uh, light fantasy stories where they have a tie into the real world. And so... We have definitely seen some of that in, in other audio dramas, most notably Focus on the Family Radio Theater's adaptations of the Chronicles of Narnia, and those are just fantastic audio dramas, 
and they are known around the world, even outside of Christian circles. I mean, this this particular adaptation, the BBC did some as well, but uh, the the radio theater version is is really really well known uh, amongst fans of Narnia in general, and so those are really really good adaptations, and just uh, again, it's high quality audio drama, so. You don't have to worry about listening to something that's cheesy. And um, they're great stories. And it's a good place to kind of transition into something outside of Odyssey. Yeah, for sure. I would say for like a mini series, not like an ongoing show or like just one standalone production, just a whole mini series or series, it's probably the best audio drama ever produced. And it's probably also some of the best adaptations of any book out there, really. Like it's kind of a cliche to call it this, but they're they're magical. Mm-hmm. They're like the music, the acting, the sound design just comes together in such a magical and beautiful way really transports you there and i hadn't read the books when i was a kid i my first introduction to the series to this world was focused on family radio theater and it's long been uh one of my absolute go-to's for quite a while especially as a kid to listen to i haven't listened to it in a while but i just love listening to them and some other kind of fantasy kind of genre to a certain extent lamplighter theater's done one that i i quite enjoyed is the giant killer that one has you know a lot of giants that has a little bit kind of a pilgrim's progress kind of feel to it um also kind of tied into like more of a not modern but a real life family from like the early 1900s late 1800s something like that too but there's a lot of you know uh, elements of like fan- the fantasy genre and some elements of kind of like Pilgrim's Progress in that one. And they did another one too that I'll let JD talk about since I know he likes this one a lot. Yeah, Sir, N- Sir Knight of the Splendid Way, which is also from the Lamplighter Theater series, is just a fantastic story. And it is very similar in some ways to Pilgrim's Progress. And I think in, in a lot of ways it is even better. Some of the, the illustrations that bring about biblical truths in such a vivid way are, are so, so powerful. And I mean, I could, I could go into specifics, but we don't have time for all of that, but you did a whole review episode on, on (laughs) HEC. Yeah. 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 Go listen to that. (laughs) Uh, But it is a, it is a fantastic audio drama and it's one of my favorites of the entire Lamplighter theater series, but a, a couple of others that are a little bit outside. They're not, explicitly Christian, but the BBC did an adaptation of The Lord of the Rings, which was really, really great. And it is very, very long, but I'm sure there are other fans out there of Tolkien. And so if you like fantasy at all, that's one of the first things that a lot of people think of is The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. And so the the BBC Lord of the Rings is a very, uh, very good adaptation of those books. And there is a uh, somewhat connection to to focus on the family because one of the actors in this series also plays a role in radio theater's The Luke Reports. And it's, it's actually a series that's kind of hard to find, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little bit more difficult to find. Um, you kind of have to search like eBay or, or Amazon for CD copies. But if you can, if you're a fan of fantasy or Tolkien and uh, you... Uh, like audio drama in general, then it's it's one that I think you you got to check out. <laughs> Another series that's kind of fantasy, kind of a almost I'm not quite sure how to define it, almost post apocalyptic to a certain extent is the Encounter from Liberty University. That series um, they started a few years ago, where it's 
uh, written, directed, acted by the uh, Liberty University students, which Michael LeFevre is actually going to be on a future episode and a future season at some point. But that series kind of takes that kind of almost almost allegorical to a certain extent, where it kind of talks about like you know, like kind of like what truth is in the world. Like you know, we have this postmodernism, relative truth kind of stuff, and these two different cities that had different views on what truth is, and some like teenagers from both of those cities searching for the truth. And so it's not explicitly Christian, but it's kind of the allegorical kind of uh, how like passages is or like uh, Pilgrim's Progress is, but a little less on the nose and a lot of allegories are. So this is also a series that would be great for teenagers. Mm-hmm. I don't I think kids would probably not get into it a whole lot. Yeah, I would agree. And probably especially not pick up on a lot of the themes. But yeah, that's a, that's a good series to check out, too. Yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting blend of sci-fi elements with fantasy elements and they do it really in an interesting way and as the show progresses from season to season things kind of change even even a little bit more into some other sort of genres but definitely it has this uh, feel to it that is very otherworldly and it's definitely not grounded in our reality and uh, it's it's interesting another one that is uh not straight up fantasy like, you know, Sir Knight of the Splendid Way or Lord of the Rings is The Legend of Quetzalcoatl from a series called uh, Tales from Davy Jones' Locker. It's more uh, set in our world, but it has some fantasy elements or fantastical elements to it. Can't really go into a whole lot of detail without spoiling things, but it is a, a very well-produced one. I There's no odyssey tie-ins really at all to this series and they've only done the one production the legend of quetzalcoatl they do have plans and ideas for more but kind of like the jake moeller series it kind of depends on on finances but it's definitely one that's worth checking out i think this is probably one for like teens and tweens uh younger kids probably aren't going to get into this one too much even though our protagonist is a is a a young boy so there are some uh, things where he's facing school bullies and and stuff like that and so there are some elements that younger kids might relate to but overall i think the story is one for the the little bit older who might be starting to kind of age out of the the aio demographic and and so this is one that's definitely got some fantasy elements that i think is worth checking out and the last one we have on the list here is another one of those genre-bending audio dramas is A Bit of Time Travel, which it's very much sci-fi to a certain extent, but also some a little bit of fantasy to a certain extent. But it's an anthology series, so each story, each episode takes a different, has different characters, different situations, but the common thread in all of them is a time machine. What would that person do with a time machine? What would they change? Is it something to change in their past? Something in their family's life? What would they use that for? Would it be something like nefarious would it be something for you know very selfish gains would it be something that they thought they were good in doing i think christopher green put it this way when he reviewed it on the atc blog it's almost like ben kemp's writing like for the narrator that we get in that one it's almost like a mark twain like a modern mark mark twain like it's it has a kind of wry kind of sense of humor like you know the narrator is like kind of speaking things matter of factly to a certain extent but there's some funny stuff with that it's kind of describing certain things each episode has a certain kind of like a moral kind of uh kind of like uh, like odyssey's twilight zone episodes to a certain extent but each one is is a lot of fun it keeps you guessing and it won an award at the rummaker awards uh last year the most recent release the architect is a two-parter a world war ii what if history story 
and some really a tie-in that I think a lot of people of Odyssey will appreciate when it comes to a certain period of history. Yeah. And also, JD, one of my favorite episodes from that series is a snowball effect where you play the main character in that one. And Darby Kern, who we talked about earlier, plays a cameo role in that too. Yeah, that was interesting. He is, uh, I don't think, old enough to... Well, he might be just barely old enough to be my father, but he, he plays my father in that episode. And it's it was very fun. Well, that's the last thing we have on the list here. And this is by no means a comprehensive list, but this is a good, a really good start if you want to find something different to listen to. Hopefully, we give you some reasons why you should check these out. And I'll have links to all these shows in the podcast notes. So if you want direct links to any of these shows, make sure to check those out. And also, too, check out audiotheorcentral.com, JD's uh, website and blog and podcast where what he does and other people do as well, review family-friendly audio dramas. Pretty much all these shows that we've mentioned on here have been addressed in one way or another on that podcast. If you want to research these shows a little bit more, find a little bit more about them, that's a really good resource to check out to start your journey outside of Odyssey. Yeah, and there were so many others that we could have talked about, and there's there's all different kinds of great shows out there, but I think this is a pretty good representation of the various genres. One that I can't believe I did forget in the, the musical category is one that I loved as a kid, and that was the Salty, the Singing Songbook series oh yeah it was definitely a musical there were songs all throughout the stories but it it, it was a, definitely an a full-fledged audio drama as well it had sound design and and voice actors and and music underscoring certain moments and stuff but it's it's one of those for the younger listeners and um i can't believe i forgot to mention that in the musical section but there are many many others that we could have talked about but i again i, I think this is probably a good launching place for people who are looking for specific genres and, uh, you know, don't really know where to start. But, um, you know, AIO is is still a fantastic show and we're not saying abandon it, but we're saying check out some of this other stuff and we think you might like it too. Exactly. And I should have said this at the top of the show too, but just because we were mentioning these shows, not all these shows will be good for everybody to listen to depending on the ages so like we said some of the stuff is more suited for teenagers young adults and also not all these shows are explicitly christian some are more secular in nature and just like anything else be just be discerning about all the content you consume no matter if it's audio drama or books or whatever so you know kids if you're listening you know make sure to check with your parents on these shows if you're interested about it parents if you're listening if you want to check out these shows before sharing with your kids make sure to preview them as well well that was a lot to go through. We went a lot longer than I thought, but I really appreciate you uh, coming on this journey with me, JD. It's, you know, when I thought about this topic for the podcast and think of somebody to do it with me, really, there was pretty much no one else in my mind that I felt that could do it as well as you could. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that you joined me for this podcast episode. And it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Well, it was my pleasure. I hope I did it justice. And, you know, you, you know... I could talk about audio drama endlessly. So, you know, just give me a topic and I'll start making recommendations. So <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I know that was a really long conversation and this may turn out to be one of the longest Odyssey Geek episodes, but I hope you had fun and most of all, were informed. I had so much fun talking to J.D. Sutter. It's always a pleasure to have him on the podcast. Now... After this information overload, I want to know, had you heard of or listened to any of these shows before? Which ones interest you the most? And also, were there some shows that we missed? 
I'd love to hear your answers to these questions and any other feedback on this episode. The best way to do that is to send me an email. My email address is odysseygeek at gmail.com. And of course, you can also contact me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Want to know what to search? Well, you search for O-D-Y-S-E-Y-G-E-E-K. If there are some shows that you think other people should know about, make sure to share this episode with them. Not just the other Odyssey geeks in your life, but people that love audio drama in general. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out the Odyssey Geek merch store and subscribe to the podcast. There's some really cool episodes coming up and you don't want to miss a single one. I appreciate you listening to this episode and I would appreciate it if you join me in the next episode. I'll talk to you then. Have a great day. Thank you.